Hey, Wingman Nation, welcome to the Wingman Men's Moment Podcast. This is your host, John Delaney, hanging at the hangar with co-founders of Wingman Nation, Pastor Jay Dennis and Randy Ferreira. Good morning. It's not yet. still morning, isn't it? Good morning. Good morning. morning. <laughs> Good morning. Yeah. Yeah, man. It's, it's been a productive day already. It you certainly know, it's only has. 11, it's only 11.15. Well, fall is in the air, guys. Oh, man. Oh, I tell you man. what, just at li- like five degrees. Yeah. It makes such a difference, it's doesn't be a it? a beautiful you know? weekend. And you're, going, and you're going up into the cool weather. Cool weather, baby. <laughs> Heading out Thursday. Oh, Good man. for you. Good for Wait, you. Wait, today's well, Thursday. Friday. Yeah. <laughs> Friday, yeah. Well, we're excited to be here with you, and we are starting season number four of our podcast. That's amazing. We've done 152 episodes to date. Um, season number four begins with episode number 153, and, and we're continuing on with our 31 leadership lessons from David's mighty men. Uh, we've still got about six weeks left of this, and uh, <laughs> Randy's over there making noise. Oh, no. Good, Excuse me. Good thing this isn't live. I'm kidding. We are live. Uh, so, yeah, uh, great to see you guys. Uh, what's on your minds this morning? Good morning, John. Good morning, Pastor. Good Jay. How morning, are you? Randy. Good to see you guys. Yeah, this you too, uh, buddy. this topic is uh, is a fun and exciting one. I'm really excited to talk about this. But uh, just this whole uh, David's mighty men process has been so great. There's so much packed into this, um, and uh, I just enjoy talking about it. And for guys who are are listening, you know, first of all, we appreciate you all listening. Yes. And, to all yes. of our podcasts, it's been very, very great having you. So we're we're thankful for that. And so this is called "Have a Lion Like Face." Yep. And so I'm going to read First Chronicles twelve eight, uh, and we'll go from there. So it says some some goodites, goodites have defected to David at his stronghold in the desert. They were brave warriors, ready for battle, and able to handle the shield and spear. Their faces were the faces of lions. Mm. And they were as swift as gazelles in the mo- in the mountains. First Chronicles twelve eight. Mm. So, Jola, Joola pronunciation, <laughs> Zebediah and Zebediah were among David's mighty men. The writer of First Chronicles, probably it was Ezra, of course, tells us that their faces were the faces of lions. So what exactly does that mean? Yeah, I mean, try to picture that. And I i don't know this for sure, but I think this may be the only time it is referred to in Scripture mm-hmm. as having the face of a lion. I mean, we have people who are described as lion-like, but a face of a lion? Yeah. Why, why that? Uh, very interesting, yeah. too. And so in an article entitled Lion Symbolism and Spiritual Meanings of Lions, there's an author that suggests that lions kind of symbolize what you would think, strength, courage, power, even royalty, Mm -hmm. uh, protection. Of course, we know that they have pride, and that's kind of what they're called, pride Mm -hmm. rock and pride from the Disney movie, Uh, authority, uh, majesty, and also it represents wisdom, all of which I think, you know, could probably where you know be where Ezra was coming from as right. he's describing them, but you know lions are both fearless and confident, and and sort of that's what makes them the symbols of royalty and courage. And you know male and female lions, I also work together in raising their cubs, and they're very family oriented. Yeah, 
um, and that represents power as well and the family and the protection of family. So there's a lot of amazing comparable attributes there to a lion that we can use symbolically uh, as men. And people with a lion spirit possess strength and can be, you know, and can can overcome anything that life throws their way as sort of what we would think about as as the characteristics of a lion. Right. And one with a lion spirit is also uh, like a courageous leader who's brave, but is also protective, gentle, independent, and they sort of value times of silence and they want to hear from God. So there's a lot we can pull from that. There is, absolutely. But, you know, why the face? Well... There's a direct connection between your emotions, the inside, to your face, the outside. The face most always tells a story of the emotions we're feeling inside of us. Sometimes we try to hide it, but uh, it, it comes it comes forth. Mm-hmm. Our face gives away our worry, our fear, our being upset or being agitated, or our face can uh, reveal our joy and happiness, our confident faith. And I think that's what he was trying to get at here. Mm. The reason these men had the face of a lion is because they had the heart of a lion. And no matter what, their purpose was to please God (coughs) and to please David in that order. And the same happens to us when we keep our focus on Jesus Christ. I was rereading the other day what Teddy Roosevelt wrote about the man in the arena. He said, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who's actually in the arena. Mm-hmm. whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again because there's no effort without error and shortcoming, right. but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm, interesting. Way to go, Teddy. Yeah, That's Teddy. the man in the arena. Uh, you yeah. can talk about it, but no, it's when you get in the arena that's where life happens. That's where faith is displayed. Yeah, in the arena. Well, it's action. It is action. You know, I mean, we you you see people that you know they'll they'll complain about something, but they don't want to participate. Right. Yeah. They don't want to have. They want to say something about it, but yeah. they don't want to have a say in doing something about it. And guys, anybody can tell you what's wrong with something or why something Complain. won't work. Uh-huh. But but it takes. It takes courage to be able to say, you know what, that that may not be right, but here's some thoughts, here's some solutions, mm-hmm. here's some ideas. And be willing to do it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Teddy was a unique dude. He was. Yeah, he was a great man. 
He's That's, like Mr. Miyagi in a way. <laughs> wax on, wax off. We love Mr. Miyagi. Mr. Miyagi in a way, yes. It's no, you don't try. There's either do or don't do. <laughs> My favorite part do. of Mr. Miyagi is... Gotta love Mr. Miyagi. Goodness, goodness. Well, it's uh, that that you know, and of course Teddy Roosevelt. He's uh, someone to to aspire to yeah, some of the things really that he is. did and the examples he did for us. Uh, A man's right? man. Yeah, and he's on Rushmore. Yes, and so yes, um, another man's man is our Savior Jesus. And, yeah, you know, our Savior Jesus is called the Lion of the Tribe of Judah. Don't you love that? I love that. And uh, and so. As part of that, guys, we uh, we have five lessons on having a lion face. We want to give you at least five. There's more, but we're giving you the top five lessons that we can contribute to having a lion-like face in your life. Mm-hmm. So how do we do that? How can we be like the lion of the tribe of Judah, which is, of course, our Savior Jesus Christ, in our daily walk? So here's five, and we'll talk about them. But the first one is... Pray for the spirit of a lion. Yeah. Pray for fearlessness and courageousness and possessing a holy boldness and brave in the face of fear. And, you know, Mm. that's not being brave in the face of fear doesn't necessarily mean, okay, some somebody's pulled a gun on me and how how do I get brave in a bank that's being robbed? No, bravery in the face of fear is when you're afraid to speak up about your Christian faith. Yeah. That's being courageous That's and brave it. to that do is. it, yeah. telling someone about what God has done for you in your life. That's right. You know, that that that's what we're talking about, making sure yeah. your family is in church on Sunday, every Sunday, Yes, uh, as, as much as you can, and not yeah. worrying about going golfing on Sunday instead of going to church. Right. Nothing against golfing. I love golfing, guys. Of course. Or, or boating. Or boating, or fishing, or <laughs> hunting, or whatever is your thing, you know? Yeah. I love that holy boldness, and and that's what all of us guys need to be praying for every yeah. day. God grant me a holy boldness. Mm-hmm. That doesn't mean I'm going to be offensive or or tactless. It just means that I'm going to stand up for what I believe, yes, and no, based no. on God's word, no, and I'm not no. going to fear what people will say or do as a result of that. There's a difference between holy boldness and being a holy roller. Yeah, oh, big <laughs> you know? time. So we're big time. The, the boldness is so. I, it's when someone sees that when you're willing to stand, that's when people pay attention. It, it is, you know, and it doesn't have to be loud. No, I said it to you last week when we were doing the when we were doing the Wednesday night. I said. E.F. Hutton. Remember the E.F. Hutton commercials? Yeah. Uh, when E.F. Hutton talked. <laughs> I'm not that old, so I don't know who you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, so, so pray for a holy boldness every day, guys, that at work or where, wherever in your neighborhood or wherever you go, mm-hmm. that you speak up in yeah. love uh, for Christ. Yes. And number two is demonstrate courage even uh, when you are afraid. Yeah. And Dorothy Bernard said, courage is fear that has said its prayers. That's a great picture. I love that. I love it. You know, you admit your fear. Uh, You don't run from it, but you face it, but you do it anyway. Yeah. You do it anyway. Yeah. Especially 
if it if it's about our faith and standing firm in our yeah. faith and being yeah. courageous for that. So you know, several years ago, I had somebody tell me that um, uh, the the guy said uh, my faith is private. Okay, and I thought, no, 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 your faith is personal, mm-hmm. but it shouldn't be private, guys. Your that's faith needs the, to be lived out loud. That's discipleship. Out loud. That's what that's discipleship's right. all about. If it, you're not, if you're not showing it. What's the? Uh, you're you're hiding behind it. Right. It's, you don't really. Your your faith probably isn't as strong as you think that, it is. That's exactly right. And it's not about speaking it as much as showing it. The actions exactly. of your life being faith filled will speak volumes to people. Totally. And we are being watched. So, oh, we are time. all the time. So number three uh, of uh, the lessons on having a lion-like face is protect those things that are dear to you, such as your marriage, your family, and close friendships. Those are just three yes. examples. But be protective of those in yeah. a strong, courageous, and loving way. Right. And those things are under attack in our own lives, guys. They are. They mm. really are. I mean, uh, Satan's constantly attacking our marriages, mm-hmm. uh, our families, our close friendships. And so we have to take measures to protect that and to make sure that we do not allow the enemy to to put a wedge in there. And as conservative Christian people, the attacks have been intensified. Why have they ever? Now in our world today, we are seriously under attack. And now it's not even in a quiet, behind-the-scenes way. It's blatant. They're coming after us as conservatives, and they're coming after Satan is coming after us as Christians um, more than ever. And it's only going to get worse. It it will get worse. I was... Noticing a, a recent uh, poll said that this is the lowest belief in God in America that has ever been. Mm. And so you think about the world right now, okay, the, the belief in God is the lowest it's ever been. Is our world any better? No. For it's that, worse. it's worse. No, it's worse. Yeah. It's exactly right. Violence is up. Attacks are up. Everything is out right. of whack. Yeah. yeah, there's this spirit of lawlessness mm-hmm. almost in, in our country. Uh, there is. Yeah. Well, it's a good thing that we have organizations like Citizens Defending Freedom. Yes. And, and the, you know, the, the Alliance, the Remnant, Remnant Alliance. Alliance. That, these, sure. are, these are people that are fighting. You they know, are. And, and they're fighting back. And, and we need more people to step up and do the same thing. We need to defend our freedom. Yeah. We and need to defend he, our faith. Th- this may be a good opportunity to say to you guys or, and ladies that are listening, you ought to pray about running for office. Yes. I mean, we need godly men and women mm-hmm. running for school board, running for county commission, running for city commission, get on the zoning board, do all these school things. Board. Yeah, yeah, school board, <laughs> right, or anything. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. I, I'm talking about uh, yeah. parks and recreation, no matter what. Yeah. Just get on an influential board where you can make a difference. Make a difference. Yeah. That's, the, yeah. that's the words. It is. Yeah. So protect the things that are dear to you. Number four, be determined to do God's will regardless of the cost. The cost of disobedience of not doing his will is much higher. It is. And so, you know, God's will, we have to find what God's will is 
and and live it out and you know it's it's not a difficult thing to find out what God's will is God God wants us to follow what he has told us in the Bible that right and don't you think most of God's will for our lives is found in the Bible it's definitely found in the Bible. I mean that that's the that's the starting point yes and it, rather than saying oh God show me the things I don't know well perhaps we need to begin with the things that we do know and and start obeying that, and we know what God's word says. Well, when you and when we, you say that, when you ask God, people do pray. Show me, show me the things mm-hmm. that I don't know. Well, we already know it. Like right. you said, the Bible's here. Right. It's right. up to us to learn it. God's already said. You I've already, already given have it to, the you truth. You already have the truth. That's right. You already have the truth. I think I'm entitled. <laughs> but we have it's the coming, truth. you all. It's coming. We have the truth. It's just a matter of finding it and learning it and being it and doing it. Exactly. And and like you said, Randy, being willing to do it. So you start with God. I may not be exactly sure what you want me to do, but the answer is yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm going to start with yes. You fill in the blank. What an exciting life. Number five. Remember, it's all about family. God first, then your wife, then your children in that order. Those must become your priorities. And you've heard us say multiple times that if you get this out of order, your life's going to be out of order. Right. Big time. It's got to be God first, your wife second, and then your children. We have all watched people who put their kids ahead of their marriage and then when the kids are gone and there's an empty nest, you got two strangers. Right. And so invest now. Make this the priority. Yeah. Totally. I like that. That that they are I know people like that. You know yeah. people like that that are that you know, their kids are all gone. It's like who are who are yeah. you? What you do know. we do now? Yeah. Well, they're lucky they even make it that far. True. Uh, right. Very true. They do make it that far. It, it, yeah. Exactly. You're kidding me. I'm celebrating being empty next <laughs> Right. <It's> like, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> You've been for a while, a yeah. couple of years now. So, so mm. these are all ways to have the face of a lion. Let, let me share this story. It's called The Last of the Gladiators. Telemachus was a monk who lived in the fourth century, and he felt God saying to him, Go to Rome. He was in a cloistered monastery. He put his possessions in a sack and set off for Rome. When he arrived in the city, people were thronging in the streets, and he asked why all the excitement and was told that this was the day that the gladiators would be fighting and killing each other in the Colosseum, the day of the games, the circus. He thought to himself, four centuries after Christ, and they are still killing each other for enjoyment. He ran to the Colosseum and heard the gladiators say, Hail to Caesar, we die for Caesar. And he thought, this isn't right. He jumped over the railing and went out into the middle of the field, got between two gladiators, held up his hands and said, In the name of Christ, forbear. The crowd protested and began to shout, Run him through, run him through. A gladiator came over and hit him in the stomach with the back of his sword. It sent him sprawling in the sand. He got up and ran back again and said, In the name of Christ, forbear. The crowd continued to chant, Run him through. And one gladiator came over and plunged his sword through the little monk's stomach, and he fell into the sand, which began to turn crimson with his blood. And one last time he gasped out, In the name of Christ, forbear. 
a hush came over the 80,000 people in the Colosseum. Soon a man stood and left, then another and more, and within minutes all 80,000 had emptied out of the arena, and it was the last known glad, glad, gladiatorial contest in the history of mm, Rome. That's wow. a great story. Powerful. One man can make a difference, guys. Very powerful. With a lion-like faith and a lion-like face, you can make a difference. And heart, yes. Mm. Yes. Good story. Really it good really story. It really is. So at the end of each podcast, we like to leave you with a little prayer uh, that you can pray through this being like a lion face and in, in, in your life. So today's prayer could go something like this. You can reward it any way you'd like. But Lord, you are the lion of the tribe of Judah. Today, Amen. I pray that even through my facial expressions, I will demonstrate courage, determination, and wisdom while also displaying great humility. Ooh. So boldness, a holy boldness mm-hmm. and humility are not mutually exclusive. Right. They go together. And they, they go together. We are so glad you listened to today's podcast. I pray, we pray that you will encourage others to listen to this and have the face of a lion and the faith of a lion and be holy bold. Holy bold. Holy, holy bold. bold. Holy bold. Not bald, bold. That's holy it. bold. But until next time, wing man out. The Wingman Men's Moment Podcast is brought to you by Wingman Nation, helping men become better husbands, fathers, and more godly and Christ-like men. Visit us at wingmannation.com. 